Okay, good evening, one and all. We continue now along, still in the Psicha, in the opening of Chavis Avovis over here in the Shara Knia, the Gates of Humility, trying to first understand why the Chavis Avovis, Rabbi Nebachia, saw it of such import to discuss this particular character trait, this failing of human beings, and why it's so crucial to try to lower it down, or at least try to lower it down or, or eradicate it completely from our personality. So the first reason he said is, is because that even pers- a person who does Avedis Hashem, he does the right things, he fulfills mitzvahs. But once that pride and arrogance creeps into his consciousness, then it could damage all of the good things that he has done. Reason number two, he said, because to be the quintessential servant of Hashem, to be the servant and not the master. So one has to have the trait of humility. Without humility, a person thinks that even if he's actually doing service of Hashem, even if he's performing mitzvahs, he could still have the attitude and the feeling that he's the master. And one thing that's clear is that we are not the master, we are the servant, and Hashem is the master. And as we explained that really Chavis deals with our relationship between us and Hashem. And therefore, even in the trait of humility, for the most part, he's going to deal with it. That was the second reason. But now the third reason we move on here in the, in the Psicha, here he does give a reason, this is only the third reason, but he does give this reason of an important factor to have the trait, this midah of humility, in order to be able to deal properly with other people. And something also that's just a, a natural outgrowth of having humility is it's able to distance away from people greatness and profundity and exaltedness and glory and being an officer over and being trying to control people and rule over people. Now there are people who feel this uh, this need to rule over other people, control other people. Sometimes it's a, it's an illness within people that they feel they have to boss people around. But even without that, there is a feeling of being superior than other people. With the trait of kinia of humility, Chavis tells us that with that, a person is able to distance himself away from these terrible ills of gaiva, of arrogance. Or a deispakel, a person wants to lord over others, control others. Or even within the person himself, to covet, to desire something that is really beyond him. And that's also a, a, the, the root of it, says the Chavaz is rooted in arrogance, in gaiva. And as the fact that a person lives at a certain level, a certain standard, and the, the need and the desire, the motivation to live higher, the motivation to live more expansive, greater, fancier, that, he says, comes from gaiva, comes from a sense of arrogance. What's wrong? You lived, you lived your life for this amount of years, the first 10 years of your married life, the first 20 years of your married life, 40 years of your married life, everything's been fine. All of a sudden, now it needs to be, get better, it needs to be more. Where does that come from? 
says the Chavis Avavis, it comes from arrogance, it comes from gaiva. So a person who does, has the midah of kinia, of humility, he's able to then keep in control, keep in check this desire to just want to become bigger and greater and wealthier. Other things that are similar, from subcategories, subdivisions of gaiva. So this third reason is actually a, a point being made here that does deal with other people. The first two just dealt with man and Hashem himself. And now this is something that does deal with other people. I should mention something that Reb Chaim Kenievsky writes in his Sefer Orchus Yosher. Reb Chaim writes that almost all domestic unharmony, almost all fights within a person's home, whether it's between spouses, whether it's between parents and children, he says it's all rooted in gaiva. It's rooted in gaiva. If people would be humble, they wouldn't stand on ceremony, they wouldn't get upset when things don't go their way, as we'll see in the coming chapters. But says Reb Chaim Knievsky, Almost all shalom bias issues, almost all arguments and disharmony in a home is from the lack of humility. So here we see this is another reason why it's so important to learn this trait of humility. So I'm going to divide this into 10 different aspects of Kenia of humility, says the Chavis of So, number one, Mahi Kenia. First of all, chapter number one, he's going to explain what is humility. How do we describe it? How do we see it? How many categories could it be divided up into? Because the truth is, as we'll see in the second chapter, there are certain elements of humility that are actually not proper, they're actually not uh, within line of Torah, they're actually an illness, and we have to decipher them, we have to see which ones are proper and appropriate, and which ones are something that's wrong with the person, it's a, it's an illness within the person, it's a sickness even though he seems to be very humble, we'll have to analyze that that's number two, number three Vashlishi kama bamat bamotiaknia with what will bring a person to Kniya? What will bring a person to be humble? In what areas does a person have to use Kniya? Not always is it appropriate to use Kniya. I'll give an example, let's say, sometimes a, a teacher, a Rebbe, he has to sometimes lead with uh, a bit of a, uh, of a strong fist, sometimes with, with a sense of arrogance. If he's just always humble and he lets everybody run o- run over him, that's it. There'll be chaos in the class. Obviously, that can't be. Like the Gemara tells us in Saita Dafei, that even every Talmud Chacham needs a Shmini Yushibashminis of Gaiva, needs a small amount of Gaiva. In order to be able to rule, in order to be able to be a leader, you have to have an expression of Gaiva. Otherwise, the people will run all over you. So there's times that are appropriate to use, to use humility, other times not. Vachamishi, the fifth that we're going to talk about is Eich Oifenei Chanoisa. What's the 
proper way to acquire humility. This fourth one, just go back to fourth for a moment. Sometimes it's important to know when to harness a person's gaiva. It's a beautiful story about the altar of Slabotka, Ramnasen Svi Finkel. He noticed the Bachar who came to his yeshiva, he noticed that naturally he was a very arrogant person. It's just that was part of his personality, it was something obviously they had to work on. But the Alta Slabotka wanted to make sure that he, he's able to have the time to work on it without it getting under, out of control and then he wouldn't have any more friends in the yeshiva. So he used to chide him from time to time. He says, a boy as smart as you should already know Shaz Be'iyun. And he's used to, to, he used to prod him and say, someone with, you, with your uh, abilities, uh, you should already know all of Shaz. And actually this person, because he was someone who had a streak of gaiva in him, he used that to motivate himself to learn more and more. This person became a great Rosh Hashiva and he confided in somebody. He says, the Alta knew me well. He says, my Rebbe knew me well and he pushed me. He pushed my buttons in the right way. And he pushed me to use my gaiva to actually learn more. And then over time I realized that's not the proper trait to have. But that's what Chavis Vos will explain as well. Ve'ashishia number six. What is the way, the right behavior that someone who has achno, who has humility, is supposed to behave? We have to know ourselves when we see other people. Is it real humility? Is it authentic humility? Or it's just a charade? We have to know when could we size up that this is appropriate humility or not. That's the seventh. Bahashmini and the and the eighth. Shinavar to explain In other words, what has to come first? There's a whole list of character traits that a person really has to work on and acquire his whole life. But what comes first? Do you have to first be humble? And then you could acquire all of the other wonderful traits, Midas Tavis, or do you first have to work on the other Midas Tavis, and then you get to the top, which is humility. Which comes first? And that will explain. And Vehatshi, number nine, Im Yitochein Lehiskabeitz Beleva Odom Hagayva Vakni Emloi. Very interesting question. Is it possible to be both an arrogant person and a humble person at the same time. Is that possible? Is is it appropriate? Maybe sometimes a person should. We mentioned just a few moments ago. We know that the greatest leader of the of the Jewish people always, in all of all times, Moshe Rabbeinu, which the Torah says about him, the Torah testifies, he was the Ish Moshe Onov Me'oid Mikol Adam Alpnei Adam. The greatest humble person that ever lived was Maish Rabbeinu, and yet he was also the greatest leader. He, he accomplished tremendous amounts. And that's a mistake to think that someone who has accomplished and achieved the trait of humility cannot accomplish things. A big mistake. The most humble of people could accomplish great things. They have to know how to do it, and they have to know the attitude to be humble. 
And now we see my Rabbeinu. See, even my Rabbeinu had to have, obviously, this sort of a streak of motivation, of, of, of arrogance for the proper things. We call it Gaivet de Kedusha. Tell you, the, uh, in the Nefesh HaChayim, from Reb Chaim Velozhin, the great Talmud of the Vilna Gain. So his son, Reb Isla Velozhin, writes a Hagdoma describing his father. And he spends a good page and a half describing the unbelievable humility of Reb Chaim Velozhin. Now, Reb Chaim Velozhin was a person who, besides being the Talmud of the Vilna Gain, I mean, he knew Kol HaTayra Kula, backward and forward. He knew all of Shas, he knew all of Paiskim, he knew all of Kabbalah, he knew everything. And yet his son writes that one of the most apparent things about his father was the trait of humility. He says, you cannot imagine the Anivas, the humility that my father had. Even though we know he accomplished tremendous amount. He wrote Svarim, he, he was Mechadish, tremendous Kedushet Torah, he opened the Yeshiva of Olajan, that had the greatest Talmidim of that time. So that's not a contradiction at all to have the trait of humility but yet accomplish great things. Chaim Velozhin, he says, the understanding was that he didn't take anything as credit for himself. That's number one about humility, as we'll see. Number two, he understood there's always so much more to accomplish. And that's also an idea of humility. People who are arrogant think, ah, listen, I've done enough. Look how much I've accomplished in my life. Ah, I don't have to do so much. Maybe let other people do it. That's the opposite of the honor. The person who's truly humble understands there's so much more that a person could, can accomplish. There's so much more that a Jew can accomplish. The sky's the limit. But that sense of always feeling inadequate in terms of how much more I can do, that's appropriate humility. And finally, Vahasiri and the tenth area which Chavis Havavis is going to discuss is Be'er Te'ele Sakniya Binyani Elamazeh what are the great benefits that humility brings a person, both in this world and the next? So we've just completed the Baruch Hashem, the Psicha. Hashem, tomorrow night we will continue with Perek Aleph. A good nacht.